Welcome back to Empowering Life Ministries podcast. I'm Daryl Barber and I'll be your host today. Uh, A little excited this morning uh, sharing this message uh, just where we've got to in the Word and what's taking place in this Feast of Tabernacles. Uh, I'm telling you right now, the Lord just stirs me. When I think about the harvest of souls being brought into the kingdom of God, it stirs me in my inner man because I know what a difference it made in my life. It changed the whole trajectory of our family, and all of our family are serving the Lord. I'm telling you, my uh, grandson's uh, fiance uh, just got born again yesterday. Uh, They're about to be married, and Lord, what a great time and what a great way to start your married life uh, with Jesus in the middle of your life. I'm so happy for her, and and, uh, and, uh, just um, our whole family just celebrating in the goodness of God for that, but we're looking into the Feast of Tabernacles, and uh, we talked about yesterday a little bit. We got down to a little history lesson uh, with the uh, Azusa Street outpouring of the Holy Ghost that took place in the 1900s, uh, and we really talked about the spirit of unity. When unity gets on something, man, I'm telling you right now, when people walk together, man, there's no stopping, amen, what God can do through a people that walk in agreement. And in Psalm 133, it's in that unity that the Lord says He has commanded the blessing to be over our life. Just to backtrack just a little bit so we can kind of flow into where we're at, uh, we made a comparison with Charles Parham and William Seymour, who were the leaders of that Azusa Street outpouring that was taking place during that time. They actually spoke about one was a white man and one was a black man, and that was unprecedented during that time because of prejudice that was in the earth. Kind of brought that back and compared it with Peter and some of the things that he had to overcome in his life as a Jew, and really some of the things that he had to deal with in that because God was sending him to Cornelius' house uh, he was part of the Italian band, so he was a Gentile. Peter had to overcome elitism in his life. In other words, thinking that Jews were the only ones that were God's people. He had to overcome prejudice because the Jews thought they were more special people, amen, than Gentiles were. In other words, the scripture talks about they thought as Gentiles as being uh, unclean. You know, they were even called dogs uh, by some of the Jews. And uh, in that, for this outpouring to take place like it did uh, at Azusa Street, I know Charles Parham and William Seymour had to deal with some of the same stuff. And, you know, I, I said this about Peter. A lot of his probably hesitancy that he had with him was being separated by his own peers. And I don't care if you're a white man or a black man, uh, you're, you have to deal with those things in your heart. And what your heart should be, just like mine, is that I want to be obedient to the Lord. And the Lord makes no distinction. Uh, you know, we sang this when I was a kid, red and yellow, black and white. We're all precious in His sight. Jesus loves the children of the world. Amen? All of the children of the world. And, and uh, so I think that's why we saw such an outpouring of the Holy Ghost at Azusa Street because they came into unity, overcoming every area that was trying to work against them in fulfilling God's will. So today I want to go a little further with this. Uh, fruit harvest came in tabernacles. Everything was right at this part, uh, this seventh feast. Everything was ready. The final harvest was ready to be gathered in. And Jesus said in John chapter 4, 35 through 38, it says, Say you not, there are yet four months, and then comes harvest. 
Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes and look to the fields, for they are white already to harvest. And he that reapeth receives wages and gathereth fruit unto life eternal, that both he that soweth and he that reapeth may rejoice together. And herein is that saying true, one soweth and another reapeth. I sent you to reap that whereupon you bestowed no labor. Other men labored, and you were entered into their labors. <laughs> Amen. So what the old covenant saints sowed, what Moses and Abraham, amen, David, all those old covenant saints, they couldn't reap the harvest. They were part of the sowing of that harvest for that seed of Jesus to come forth. That was going to happen after Jesus came, and the Gentiles are the fruit that we get to bring into the kingdom. And all of the saints of the new covenant, that tells us, you know, the good news of the kingdom. What we want to do is we want to run with the message that we have. We're on the, this side of the cross looking back. So what an advantage we have of understanding what God's purpose was from the very beginning. You know, this, this thing, uh, Paul said it like this, this thing wasn't done in a corner. <laughs> uh, it, there's a lot of revelation that's out there right now, and we can see what's taking place. So we need to be running with this message, and we need to be trumpeting Amen. Our voice uh, bringing the prophetic word of the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. So men and women of all races and nations, and tongues and tribes can be brought into the kingdom of God. If you look at the word tabernacle in scripture, it's the Hebrew word sukkah. That's S-O-O-K-K-A-W. And really what it means, it means a hut as to entwine, or a bow, a lyre. It's translated as booth in scripture, or a cottage, or a, co a covert, a den, a pavilion, or a tabernacle. So the custom of this is, this is what they would do. This would be taking place while the harvest was being gathered in. So they'd either build a booth outside in the streets or on top of their houses. And this is really what I told you earlier why Peter was on Simon Tanner's house when he was in that trance and God brought the sheet down and showed him all these pictures uh, of these uh, animals and different things like that. And it was really a picture of the Gentiles coming into the kingdom in a great harvest of souls. And that was going to take place. I think that's been taking place ever since the time of Peter. And I think it's even relevant for today in the new covenant that we can see this and continue running with the message. So that's, that's what tabernacles really represents to me. Tabernacles, tabernacles is a harvest. Tabernacles is an ingathering of souls. To me, it really speaks of revival. I know a lot of people in kingdom don't like to use the word revival because, uh, you know, we're not dead. We don't have to need to be res resuscitated. But uh, I really do think it's it's an use the word awakening I, I don't care what you want to use in it but the point i want to get out is i believe there's a stirring taking place in the church right now i believe there's a stirring taking place in the body of christ and we're seeing it start to manifest in different places i told you about my friend bishop carlos garcia in nicaragua one sunday had 42 people saved the next sunday they had 45 people saved so don't tell me god ain't moving but God moves through a people that get stirred up in their hearts over what God is doing. Amen. So I encourage you to run with this message about tabernacles, this Feast of Tabernacles. Let's take this thing to the streets, guys. 
Let's just share this message and see people come into the kingdom. So in conclusion, with this study, we find that Passover, unleavened uh, bread and first fruits, really shows Christ's death, burial, and resurrection. It's the message of salvation. It's really what it is. Pentecost really shows us the work of the Holy Spirit in the church, composed of both Jews and Gentiles, because in Pentecost, walls were broken down, and whosoever will is able to come into the kingdom of God. Tabernacles really shows us that the Feast of Trumpets, the Feast Day of Atonement, and Tabernacles, or the ingathering, is the prophetic trumpeting of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, and His finished work that He did at Calvary. The cleansing power of His blood and the great harvest manifesting as this miraculous ingathering of souls come into the kingdom of God. I'm telling you guys, I believe it's time that we begin to blow the trumpets, the prophetic voice of the Lord everywhere we go, because I believe we're about to see the greatest harvest we've ever seen. Thank you so much for sticking with me through this series. I hope you got something out of it. I hope it blesses you. And you can go back. If you missed any of these, you can go to uh, go back to empoweringlifeministries.com and you can listen to every podcast we've done. I don't even know how many it is now. It's probably 90 or 100 uh, that we've got going. But if you're enjoying this, uh, please leave a review. And uh, if you would, and share it with some of your friends. That way we can... Uh, expand our podcast to more people. I thank you for it. I pray you have a blessed day. God bless you.